Hello everyone. I missed you guys so much, but I am back. I'm so sorry it's been a while. It's been about mm, two weeks since my last episode, I think maybe almost three. But you know, the college life has been keeping me busy and you know, in the midst of adjusting to living away on a college campus during a global pandemic, I am trying to, you know, um, just make room for my mental health as well, make space for that. So my priorities are a little bit more intense now, I guess you could say. But yeah, I am back with another episode. And as you guys can see by the title, we will be um, talking about how important representation um, is for the black community uh, when it comes to cinema and just in honor of Chadwick Boseman and I know that you know I'm a little late but like I said I've been busy with other things um, in my personal life so please just (laughs) forgive me for that but you know no matter how how much time passes by there's never it's never too late to honor someone as I mean wow I can't even think of a word but as inspirational as Chadwick Boseman you know um it's never too late for that but I just wanted to do this episode in honor of him in honor of his passing and just in honor of everything he has done for the black community um you know this year has been a very very hard year for everyone um everybody just with everything that's going on you know but especially for the black community it's one thing to constantly see each other being killed (laughs) but it's another thing as well to see so many of our role models um passing away you know um but yeah so I just wanted to do this episode in honor of him and so today we are going to be talking about how important representation is in the media and I know you're probably thinking well you've already talked about this I've talked about it in a different aspect as far as pertaining to you know like colorism and you know stereotypes but this time I'm going to be talking about how important representation is in the media from the aspect of playing roles that are not always you know showcasing our pain you know, Chadwick, he played so many historical, prominent black figures um, when it came to movies. You know, obviously, we all know he played Jackie Robinson, 42. He played James Brown. Um, he played Thurgood Marshall. And those movies were absolutely great. You know, I actually watched the movie 42 multiple times at school. Um, so it's it's been educational as well for a lot of people, a lot of students in um in the school system. So, you know, that is awesome. It's amazing. But his role in Black Panther, it was more than just another superhero movie, you guys. Um I'm not really into like the whole superhero themes when it comes to Marvel and DC characters and all that. I'm not really into that. I never have been. But I had to see that movie and so did a lot of other people, especially a lot of other black people, because 
that was just so I mean it it was just it was just it changed history it changed you know that was so life-changing for so many young people so many little black boys so many little black girls um that movie was incredible and seeing a black person a black man as a superhero you know that had a positive impact on on screen and off screen may we add it just gave so many young black children hope and someone to look up to because you know we don't understand how important representation is when it when it's in the aspect of you know what kind of roles are being played by us in the media and i want to get into that how important it is for us to see superheroes that look like us princesses that look like us you know i want to get into that a little bit more dive a little deeper into that um and this will all tie back together and relate to everything i am saying in the end and you will understand hopefully but um this year back in june i believe viola davis now if you do not know who viola davis is she's an actress um but she's an EGOT uh, actress. And if you don't know what EGOT stands for, it basically stands for, I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, EGOT. It stands for Emmy, Grammy, Oscars, and Tony. Um, So Viola Davis, if in case you don't know her, she's mostly known for her roles in the movie The Help and How to Get Away with Murder. Um and she's been acting for years i mean she's done broadway she's done you know she's done it all she really has um so just research her if you you know hopefully how to get away with murder gives you an idea of what she looks like she's the main character in that show <laughs> but you know back in june she did an interview and a photo shoot and she was talking about how you know she kind of regrets playing um in the movie The Help. And a lot of people were kind of surprised by that because, you know, even though she'd been acting years prior to that, that movie was kind of like her breakout moment, you know, when she really rose to stardom and started to get the recognition that she deserves. But she was saying how she feels like she portrayed the black community, her own community, by playing in that movie. Because obviously, if you watch the movie The Help, she plays as, um, well, the help. <laughs> she plays as the black nanny, her and Octavia Spencer. So she was saying how, you know, playing roles like that can be a little bit handicapping. Basically what she was saying, handicapping for the black community. And I did not understand what she was saying at first. You know, the way she was wording it, I I was like, I'm a little confused. But I understood what she was saying now. You know, she was saying how white america white people they are willing to watch us play roles where we are defined by our struggles but they do not want us to play roles where we are as human beings as people and once i let that marinate in my mind i understood what she is saying people 
are more likely, you know, a lot of white people, white America are more likely to go watch a movie like 12 Years a Slave or Harriet or The Help, you know, where black people are literally being defined by their struggle. And then she was saying how after they get done watching the movie, they're like, oh, that was a little, you know, that was a nice little lesson for us to learn. We learned our lesson. It was like a history lesson for them. But for us, we're just basically watching our pain, the potential reality that we could go through someday, maybe, you know, so it's it's not always fun for us to watch. But for them, it's like, oh, that was a nice little history lesson. OK, next. <laughs> and it's like they're willing to watch that. But when it comes to movies like Black Panther or, you know, when it comes to Halle, ba- um, Halle Bailey, playing as the little mermaid a black woman playing the little mermaid or you know princess tiana a lot of people don't like that it doesn't sit well with them so it's like oh so you can watch us play characters that constantly you know define us by our struggle but you you know a lot of you guys don't want to see us on the big screen as the main character not the not the 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 white best friend the the white best friend sidekick but the main character of a coming of age story you know or a rom-com or a mystery a thriller they don't want to watch that but, you know, they'll they'll go in a heartbeat to go watch us play as a slave or a nanny or, you know, see us be, you know, mistreated by the justice system or shot with a bunch of bullets. They don't mind watching that. But you know, when it comes to these other roles, they have an issue. And as the black community, that's that's not, you know, for us, that's not always healthy because I get it. Yes, if we're if we're trying to educate ourselves and learn and be better, you know, um as far as learning our own history and you know our community's own history and you know the pain that we went through, I get that. And yes, we get it. It can be educating for you know non-black people as well, but I don't always want to see someone that looks like me being shot with a bunch of bullets or being falsely incarcerated or portrayed as a slave or the help. I don't need to see that. I'm a black female in America. I I I know I know about that already. I know I already know what our pain feels like. I already know what it, you know the struggles. I that's my that's a lot of our reality on a daily basis. We don't always want to see that on the big screens, okay? I don't always want to see that. Let me be the main be the main character, the girl of a coming of age story, or you know a rom com, or of just a romance movie in general, or a thriller, you know a mystery movie, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, but we don't always want to watch that. And that's what Viola Davis was basically getting at, you know, and that's why she feel like she portrayed her community by playing that role in the help because she felt like, you know, these these are her words, not mine. And don't quote me, you know, for word for word. But she's basically saying how, you know, she feels like that kind of set us back. And I see, I understand what she is saying because, you know, Viola Davis had been acting years prior to to The Help. But for some reason, that role that she played is what 
you know, literally helped her rise to stardom. And we could even say the same thing for Lapita Nyong'o. I love Lapita Nyong'o. And she is such a talented actress. Amazing. But her role in the 12 Years a Slave, her, her role in the movie called 12 Years a Slave, why is it that was the role that, you know what I'm saying, had her skyrocket to stardom? Where she was being beaten butt naked against a tree, bloody beaten nearly to death, raped till she was unconscious. And yes, that was a heck of a role she played. That is such a hard role to play. But if you notice, a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times, a lot of black actors and actresses, they don't get the recognition they deserve until they play a role like that. A role that's literally defining our, defining us, the role where we're being defined by our struggles. But if they're, you know, if they were to play the superhero or the princess before that, they probably won't get as much recognition because, see, that's the thing. People like to see us defined by our struggles. They don't want to see us as, oh, you're just another human being and a coming of age story. You're just another human being playing as a superhero or as a princess. And I can relate to that. You're just you just happen to be black and I'm not. That's all. You know how many, you know how many, you know, teenage chick flicks movies and shows I've watched on Netflix or coming of age stories I've watched on Netflix. And even though the main character didn't look like me, you know, I I still enjoyed it because it was relatable. It was relatable content. So why can't it be vice versa? Start having, you know, young black teenagers be the main characters of these coming of age stories where you know, the, the, the plot isn't always about them being shot and killed or wrongfully incarcerated or going through this or going through that. And it's just like it's relatable to any teenager or young adult just that they happen to be black and you're not. Because we do that all the time. So why can't people do that for us? You know, that's what Viola Davis was saying. And that ties into why Chadwick Boseman, it was, I mean, he he changed so many people's hearts and their minds like wow okay so seeing a black person play as a superhero isn't bad after all like people started to have a change of heart and and think okay this is okay this is fine this is great actually because for once my little daughter my little boy can see that someone that doesn't look like them is capable of being a superhero too And even us, you know, black people, it's like, wow, finally, we see someone that looks like us where we're not being played as a slave or this or that. And it's popular. It's popular. You know what I'm saying? It was very popular. It was popular. I mean, from the the hairstyles to, to everything, to the accents, it was just so, it was so amazing. And not to mention that movie, you know, it was, it was a, 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 a global success, um, global phenomenon, it also helped bridge the gap between Africans and African Americans. So, you know, it that movie touched our our hearts in so many ways. Much much more than people realize, you know. That's why it's such a big deal. And, you know, oftentimes 
in today's generation, you know, me, my generation, Gen Z, we're growing up. I find it that a lot of, you know, it's getting better. It's getting better. There's progress being made. But a lot of black, uh, predominantly black shows or movies just consist of a lot of drama or a lot of toxic, you know, uh, content. And I was thinking to myself at one point, how come, you know, back in the 90s, I feel like black people had better representation, more wholesome representation. When you think about shows like um, the Bernie Mac show or, you know, um, uh, family, um, family, family times. Yeah. Wait, is that the, is that the name of it? Wait, wait, with Steve Urkel. Is that? Is that the name? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking good times. Excuse me. No, but, um, you know, but the Bernie Mac show, the show with Steve Urkel. I forgot, you guys. It's been a while since I watched that show. Um, uh, the show like uh, Moesha or The Parkers or, you know, um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Those were very wholesome black TV shows. Um, you know, there was a lot of wholesome black movies back then. Obviously, I was not born <laughs> back then. I wasn't alive back then. So I don't know all the names. But, you know, I'm like, where did all of that go? That that wholesome, proper representation of us that shows us who we are as human beings. Those shows, those movies, they always have some kind of moral at the end of an episode, you know? And so I'm like, where did that go? Because, you know, we were dominating back then representation media. But it's like now when you do see it, we have to fight for the right kind of representation, the wholesome kind. And Chadwick did that in the midst of his battles, you know, with surgeries and, and just, you know, his sickness, he fought so hard because he knew how important it was for our community to be properly represented, represented. He knew how important that was for us and how much it meant to us. He knew that, which is why he fought so hard. You know, so it it really does matter, you guys, when it comes to representation. I can't I can't emphasize that enough. You don't understand how big of a deal it is to see for a black little boy to see a black man play a superhero. You don't understand how important it is for a little black girl to see herself as a princess. You don't understand that. You guys don't understand that because when you see representation of yourself every single day, you never have to worry about not seeing yourself somewhere. You can't fully comprehend what it's like to be so excited to finally see someone that looks like you being portrayed in a wholesome manner. And it's popular. And it's like, yes, finally, this is what we've been waiting for. You know what I'm saying? Finally. Finally. You know, so when, 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 you know, when we, when we talk about how important it is for black people and little black children to see themselves, this is why, you guys, this is why. And everything that 
the, the, the black community goes through on a daily basis in this world, in this society, you don't understand how much light and joy and hope that gives us. It really does warm our soul. We need it. We need it more than anybody. We really do. We really, really, really do. We really do. And while I am on this subject of representation in the media, as far as, you know, black people playing certain roles that can be very um, inspiring to little children and just people in general, in honor of Chadwick Boseman and what he did for us, I would also like to bring up the controversy that broke out last year pertaining to Halle Bailey playing as um, Ariel, the Little Mermaid. And even though this was a last year thing, this is still an ongoing thing. But, you know, when when Disney announced that their live action Little Mermaid movie was they were going to have a black woman play as a Little Mermaid, as a Little Mermaid, I mean, all hell broke loose. All hell broke loose. I mean, the fact that a black woman playing a a fictional character upset that many people was just, I mean, it just proves what people, how how people really are. And it just shows people's true colors. You know, people say they, people say, oh yes, representation is important. And oh oh, yes, everyone should be included and everyone should be seen and, 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 you know, in the media in the proper way and, you know, well, cinema, cinema in the proper way, but they don't really mean it from the bottom of their hearts like they claim they do you know um not to mention the little mermaid as we know it has not been proven that mermaids are actually real okay there hasn't been any hardcore evidence of that yet so as for we know right now they are fictional they do not exist they are not real okay um, the Little Mermaid was not based on a true story. <laughs> I mean, her best friend was a talking lobster or crab, actually. But yeah, like seriously, you guys, seriously, you know, you know how many little black girls probably thought, oh my goodness, why, you know, when when am I going to see myself as the princess? And you guys are literally complaining about a black woman who's supposed to be playing as the little mermaid really mermaids don't there's there's no race to a mermaid because they don't exist (laughs) they don't exist they do not exist okay they do not exist and also she can sing the little mermaid is supposed to you know be played by someone that can sing she's very vocally talented very vocally talented she can sing. And, and you know, a lot of you are probably saying, oh, just keep it the way it originally was. Um, Let me say this. You know how many white people have played as Native Americans in the past? You know how many white people have played as people of color? And when they could have just got a, an actual person of color to play that role? Um, <clears throat> Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> Like, seriously? 
so many times white people have played uh, roles that were supposed to be played by people of color. And it was based on true historical events. But you have an issue with a black woman playing as a fictional character that's not based on anything. And yes, I know you guys are saying, oh, you have Tiana, you have Princess Tiana. One, one out of how many white princesses, <laughs> one black princess out of how many white princesses, not to mention she was a frog 90% of the movie. <laughs> but, you know, that movie was even based on some true historic events, not the frog frog part, actually. Obviously, that's not true. But, you know, there really was a black woman um, and... uh there really was a black woman in Louisiana that actually opened up her own restaurant where she worked hard to, she worked hard to work to open up her own restaurant. So that part of the story actually is based on true events. You can Google it, you can look it up. But my point I'm trying to make is with all of this is, you know, a lot of people have an issue with the black community being represented in a fun, creative, fictional light. Uh, from a fun creative fictional perspective but they have no problem with this playing as the slave or as the butler as you know the this the that we don't always want to see that on the big screen we don't always want to see that and for you guys that's just another way for you to educate yourselves on our struggles for us we're just watching our pain again on play um replay on history replay on the big screen we don't always want to see that we like seeing ourselves as the main character, as the superhero, as the princess, as the love interest. You know, as um, the the detective. We we love seeing ourselves play as that. You know, we we like seeing that. So, yeah, that's the point that I'm trying to make, you guys, and that's why Chadwick will always be you know he will always be an inspiration and he will always hold so much you know weight he will always hold so much meaning to us you know a lot of weight to us it was that was a heavy time when he when there was not that he passed away and obviously my prayers go out to his family but you know for the black community as a whole it was just like man we lost another another inspirational person to us. Someone that showed the world we can be a superhero. We can be represented as a superhero. Look at what look look at this. He showed the world without without being cocky or arrogant. He was always humble. So without saying anything, he literally showed with his actions, he showed the world, look what we can do. Look what we can be represented as look what we can play as look at this we're more than just you know the side the 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 sidekick to the white best friend we're more than just the back the background character we're more than just that slave or that butler played in the movie we are superheroes on the screen and off the screen every single day every single day and it, it just it, it's really it's very interesting to me because he played you know he played roles where he um, played as historical black figures like Jackie Robinson or Thurgood Marshall and he played as James Brown and it's like you know him playing those roles 
with those historical black figures along with playing a superhero it really did align with each other they you know it really aligned with one another because it's like man he played as Jackie Robinson and Jackie Robinson was a superhero Thurgood Marshall was a superhero you know being black and being the first one to to you know being the black first whatever that makes you a superhero automatically because you're going through something other people don't have to go through so it's just really interesting how that aligned with each other because it's like man he played these historical black figures that really were superheroes in real lives because of what they had to go through and then he played an actor superhero (laughs) and then he was one off the screen because of what he was going through and still you know persevered through it so you know that's that's really interesting to me and it's also crazy how when he did pass away he passed away on national jackie robinson day that's crazy isn't it but that just shows you how everything aligns with 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 one another everything aligns with each other you know the way they're supposed to so yeah i i hope you guys enjoyed this episode um about representation and the aspect of what kind of roles were played as and how white america and white people and even the other non you know non-black people of color how they view us when we play certain roles i hope you guys learned a lesson from this and um thank you so much for listening for always supporting me like i said follow my social media so you can know when i post when i update because i am in college now so my posting will be irregular um so follow my instagram at michaela's podcast m-c-k-a-y-l-a-s then podcast um no underscore no nothing all lowercase all together that's my username follow that please okay and i will always keep you guys updated on everything i hope you guys have a great day enjoy your labor day I was going to say enjoy your Labor Day weekend, but it is Labor Day today. So I hope you enjoyed your Labor Day weekend and I hope you enjoy your Labor Day today. <laughs> so I love you guys. I will see you when I can. I will talk to you when I can. I miss doing this, but you know, college calls. Anyways, love you guys. Bye.